Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey, everybody, it's Jody Katz, your host of Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast, here with a bonus episode. In this episode, you get to meet our new PR manager. Her name is Joanna Haras. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to be sitting next to one of our newest team members at Base Beauty, Joanna Harris, who's now our publicist. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thank you. Excited to be here. And welcome to Base Beauty. Thank you. So um, we're going to start with um, my favorite topic in talking with you, which is The Real Housewives. Love it. Tell me about your housewife dreams. Well, it's been a lifelong dream for the past three years since I've been introduced to the show. Um, you know, just really want to make it to New York Housewives and be on with Dorinda. It's truly just a life goal. So it's what I'm working towards here. <laughs> and you say this and you're not joking. No, I'm not. I truly want this. <laughs> okay. So that means you're going to need like a tagline and a persona. Mm-hmm. Have you been working on that? So I really want my tagline to be something about Botox and not needing it. Um, then I definitely think I have to work the Latina angle somewhere in there because I will be the first Latina New York housewife. But I haven't, you know, developed it fully just yet. Okay, so tell me about this Botox theme. Um, I just don't ever want to get Botox. I, you know, I believe in it truly. Like, if it works for you, it works for you. It was created for a reason. However, I don't ever want it, so I'm preventing it. I've been trying to prevent it since I was, like, 15. Um, so hopefully I'll never need it, but I guess we should, you know, make sure that's true before that becomes my tagline. And then halfway through the season, I realize I need it. <laughs> so um, you've been really thinking hard about how to live a life to prevent the Botox, mm-hmm. right? So since you're 15 years old, mm-hmm. what, does that, what does that look like for you? Um, skincare is just so important to me, you know, sunscreen, everyday moisturizer. Um, my sister is a publicist as well. And when I was just introduced to like beauty in general, I was like, wait, I'm obsessed with this and I need to make sure my skin always looks this way. So ever since then, it's just really been an obsession. (laughs) And, um, what, why are you opposed to getting Botox for yourself? I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I just would rather not have it. And I think it's just become a life goal of mine to keep my skin at tip-top shape so I won't need it. Um, And I look at my mom and she has wonderful skin for her age. And I'm like, you know, if you can do this without actually taking care of your skin, then I can do this. So, I mean, it's making me think of, like, I've never danced the Macarena, and because I've never danced the Macarena, I'm just never going to dance the Macarena. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that sort of, like, your feeling about it? Like, you haven't gotten Botox, even though the people around you have, so now you're just, like, sticking to your guns and not getting Botox? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I at least want to prolong it as much as I possibly can. Um, but, I mean, if I start realizing in photos that I need it, then I will 100% get it. <laughs> okay, so what's this tagline sound like? Have you practiced any... I haven't. So if you have any suggestions. Okay, we're going to have to work on it as <laughs> yeah. a team. Mm-hmm. You're surrounded by very creative women. So yeah. we can get on this for mm-hmm. you. Okay. 
Okay. So um, before you become a housewife, you will be a publicist. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about your career. Like you said, your sister works in PR. Is that how you got interested in it? Yeah. Um, she is six years older than I am. So I was, you know, exposed to this life really early on. Um, and when I went to college, I actually went to school for business and accounting. And that was kind of where I was headed. I was going to be an accountant and this is where I was going, working for one of the big four. Um, and then my junior year, she um, that summer, she, I came back and it was too early to have an internship in accounting. So I didn't want to just sit around. She was like, hey, like, if you want to intern, like, you can do this. It'll look good on your resume no matter what. Um, so I started interning and I fell in love and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do accounting anymore. I can't imagine myself sitting at a desk crunching numbers all day. So um, I went back to school, switched my major, and here I am. Oh, wow. One internship inspired you to switch your major. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a nine-month internship because I did, like, field work for them as well. So it was a pretty large period of time, and um, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So um, what do you love about being a publicist? Um. Aside from just the beauty products, which I obviously love, um, I just think that every day isn't the same. You're not sitting at your desk and, you know, like your calendar can be planned out. That said, things come up always. Um, I think especially on the agency side, just having such a wide range of brands and being able to work on a skincare brand that's completely different from another skincare brand um, and their model and just trying to figure out what your client needs. Like, that's exciting to me. Um, And then I don't think there's a better feeling than, like, opening up a magazine and knowing that that placement you got your client was all you. Um, And I remember, you know, getting my first print placement um, when I was an assistant and saying, like, oh, my God, like I think I still have the magazine somewhere in my uh, house. What was it? Um, I think it was People. And um, it was for, like, a smaller client. So they appreciated it. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, I mean, everyone else was like, yay, but like, <laughs> normal stuff for them. And I'm like, no, guys, this is my first one. <laughs> Please be excited. Um, but, yeah. Did you frame it? No. I don't think my mom even has, like, my diploma frame. Like, oh. she's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I think a lot of our listeners um, who are earlier in their career or still in school would want to know what, like, the day-to-day is like for you. Mm-hmm. So can you walk us through what your job really looks like, um, the good, the bad, the ugly? Yeah. Um, I definitely start out my day reading Pop Sugar. I love Pop Sugar. Um I do New York Mag, Covetor. It's a lot of just getting to know what the industry is talking about today because it changes every single day. Um, If anything happened overnight that you need to be aware of, if um, any big news happened in the world that you shouldn't be pitching today, um, that's important. And then, you know, you get on. It's typically either client calls for the day, team meetings, or you're putting together a media list. literally just finished one. Um, So will you define what that means? Yeah. So I just put together a media list for Victoria Land. So we're sending out a mailer with her new product. Um, And before 
you know, you just start sending out mailers. You really have to identify who should get it, who on the team, because, you know, a media publication will have five people. That doesn't mean that the beauty director should get it all the time. It's one based on your relationship with the individuals there, um, as well as who you think the brand speaks more to towards. Um, so putting that together, and it depends on, you know, product and what makes sense and timing for the mailer as well. Um, if you know someone's going out on vacation because they're, you know, about to go on their honeymoon or something, you obviously don't want to send it to them because then it just gets lost, lost in the shuffle. Um, so it's a lot of stalking people, I guess you can say, um, and just figuring out what makes sense for the client, for you, for your follow-up needs, for press. Um, so I just put that together. Then really a lot of strategy behind, you know, your pitches and what you should be pitching out every day. Um, Will you define a pitch for our listeners? Yeah. Um, a pitch is to basically a an email that you send to editors um, that outlines one client or several brands that have either something new or that's something relevant towards the day. Um, my latest pitch was on Mother's Day for our long lead. So because they work on a three-month time frame ahead of time, um, that has to go out, you know, like yesterday. And um, it basically was just a roundup of all clients and what's coming up um, and anything new, anything that makes sense that you would be trying to purchase for your mom um, for the big day. So, yeah, it's really just that. It's describing is sending press releases, um, sending imagery, sending all the information they might need and, you know, letting them know if you need anything else or if you're interested in anything else from the brands, we're happy to send that information as well. Um, but, yeah. So every day it starts with reading and research? Yeah, definitely. Do you feel like that's just sort of fun reading for you, or does it feel like work? No, I think it's definitely fun reading. I think it's the basis. And I was always just trained that way, where it's like when I started as an intern, they were like, you have to start your day with reading about the industry and what's happening. And even if it's not your client, um, you know, just see what launched overnight, because there is always going to be a launch. There's always going to be an exclusive from another brand that goes up at 9 a.m. sharp. Um so it it became a habit. And yeah, it's become fun for me to read about other brands. And you should definitely know what competitors are doing. You should definitely know um, if there's any new innovations with beauty products. Um, it's very important also to serve that up to a client if it makes sense for them, if it's a top competitor of theirs. And perhaps they're they just launched something that you're launching down, you know, the timeline of that year. That should definitely be given to them. Um, so it's a lot of just research, fun, and as well as work. And um, if someone is looking for a job to start out in this industry, and the business has changed so much as the number of publications mm -hmm. evolve and um, reduce, what, what should they be doing to prepare for a career? I definitely think interning helps. Um, it's a big part of just knowing the way things work. You a large part of my internship was packing up boxes and shipping things out and doing mailers. And it seems tedious and it doesn't seem super important. But, um, you know, I've been a publicist for 
almost four years now, and that will never change. You will always be packing up boxes. You will always do mailers. Um, it's a large part of our job. And just learning that from an early age and seeing what goes into it, I think asking questions is really important as well. I was lucky enough that for my internship, it was a smaller agency, so I was able to ask those questions and feel comfortable enough to for them to tell me why I'm doing this, why I'm packing up this box, why I'm sending out, you know, 500 nail polishes of the same color. Um, so I think asking questions, getting involved very early on with an internship is very important. Also, I've had, you know, interns who've worked on my team who do an internship and they're like, this is actually not for me because it does seem like a very glamorous job from the outside looking in. You're like, oh, I get to do launch events. Oh, she gets to work with influencers and magazines and all these brands. It is nice. However, there is the other side of it, of packing up boxes. So um, so this industry has a reputation for the sort of like mean girl culture in agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not like that. But no. how did you navigate through your career until you got here to try to stay um, outside of that? Because you're not a mean girl. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think just knowing who you are and realizing that everyone has been in your shoes before. Um, when I was an intern, I, you know, leadership is very important. So if the VP or a director on your team is setting this tone, typically that's going to influence the entire team to be a certain way. Um, I've had a lot of shifts between my leadership for my past roles where, you know, we've gone from really, really bad leadership, I would say, to extremely nice leadership. So I think just staying true to who you are and even though someone might be treating you that way, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to treat the person who's working for you the same exact way. Um, And just realizing that it's not easy. It's it's a hard industry. Um, working for a ton of girls in beauty is long days. And if you're going to be together for 40 plus hours a week, you might as well be friends. So um, I think just honestly st- staying true to who you are and not letting the stress get to you, because I think that's also a big part of why, you know, the mean girl culture happens. Everyone gets stressed and then that promotes, you know, an attitude or, um, a different way of speaking to one another. But if you just take a step back and realize that it's not needed, um, you'll be fine. So what are your future career goals outside of the Real Housewives? <laughs> um, definitely just working my way up. Um, I would definitely like to at one point work in-house. I haven't experienced that yet. Um, but from what I've heard, it's really nice compared to an agency life. So I would definitely want to do that. I think it's also finding um, the one client or the one brand you can work on all day, every day. Um, what I mostly like about my agency life is that I have so many different clients. So I, you get so much experience on a wide range of um, beauty products, but it might be fun to just do one. Who knows? Yeah, I worked in-house, and it was really helpful because we were so close to all the decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Being at an agency, sometimes clients don't want to let you in on everything, even yeah. even if we can help mm-hmm. or be incredibly helpful mm-hmm. in the um, six 
future success of their programs, there is a, sometimes a distance, a barrier, right? Yeah. Um, but then you're right. You have to find a brand that you're, like, going to be so interested mm-hmm. in for the long haul. Um, when I worked at Luxiton, I mean, it was there for four years, which just feels like a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was, like, freshman year, sophomore <laughs> year, junior year, senior year there. Yeah. And, um, you know, but we were talking about lavender harvest, you know, all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So it, eventually it um, there's there's a sense of, like, repetition, right? Okay. So um, then you want to look for a company that where you can grow, mm-hmm. right? So maybe someone else is thinking about the lavender harvest and you're thinking about something else, mm-hmm. right? What's next? But, um, well, it's so great to get to know you, and I'm excited no. for your future on Bravo TV. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and we're so glad to have you here. We're incredibly happy to have you and your spirit in this business. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. And um, if aspiring publicists have any questions, can they reach out to you directly? Of course. Will you tell everyone your email address? Yes, it's J-H-O-A-N-A, weird spelling, at basebeauty.com. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Please subscribe to our series on iTunes. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.